Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. And welcome to another casual episode of Permanent Good. We do this, by my math, I think every 14 weeks. It started by accident, but it's it's a nice way for us to just kind of like reset and do an episode where we don't have to worry about preparing everything, and we can just kind of show up and have a low-stress episode on our end. So we're going to talk about the movie, and we're going to do our normal movie segment, and then... We're just going to, you know, we're just going to chat. We're just going to hang out for 30 minutes or so. Uh, Alex, do you want to do a spoiler section and a non-spoiler section for Top Gun? Or is the movie 40 years old and who cares? Um, I'm gonna, Let's do spoilers, non-spoilers, because I know there's going to be a lot of people who haven't seen it. And okay. who are going to be watching it again soon because of the reboot. Sounds good. So we're going to start with a non-spoiler discussion of the movie. We will let you know when the spoilers come around. But if you don't want to hear us talk about the movie at all, you can skip to this time code right here. Time code 23. 55. This movie is, I'm going to say, uninteresting. Um, ye- I don't want to say it's bad. It's just not very interesting. It's very 80s. Very 80s. And um, it's also very guy movie. Yeah. And it's also so focused around the action that everything else is whatever. I don't know if that's uninteresting, but it's like, I don't know. It's, I want to say mediocre. Yeah. People lose your mind, though, because like this is a classic, and um, I I don't know why. Neither do I. I was going to say, it's just like, this only feels like a classic because it's it's very original, right? You don't see a lot of movies like this in terms right. of like, we are going into a military school. Like, not, not boot camp, not anything like that, not deployment. Like, no, we're just, we are at a military school. It's right. a very unique concept to make a movie about. It's just that when you think about it, military school is just like normal school, i.e. it's boring. Right. I mean, and you're just waiting and waiting and waiting for them to start flying again. Thankfully, yes. they do it all the time. They fly a lot. So, if you're unfamiliar, the movie starts with... You know, uh, a bunch of pilots, they get into an engagement, and when they return from the engagement, this one guy, uh, Cougar, is like, hey, I have a wife, and I've and she just gave birth to a kid. I haven't met this kid before. And the danger of the job is starting to get to his head, and he turns in his pilot wings. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And so their CO is like, Tom Cruise's character, whose name is Maverick, and his flight partner, Goose, he looks at the two of them and he goes, well, Cougar was the best one out of all of us. And that leaves you two chuckleheads. And I don't trust you guys enough. You guys are too reckless at flying. So we're going to send you back to Top Gun to flight school to kind of like get you back into shape. That's literally, that's it. And then from there, it's 90 minutes, a little bit less, like 70 minutes of class and then you see a combat mission at the end yeah uh the love interest in this movie is played by uh kelly mcginnis her character's name is charlie who is i will say the coolest character in this movie oh it's not even close out i would say i would say outside the pilots but you don't see almost any other pilots but maverick and goose and goose is not a pilot so it's it's the maverick movie and there's a pretty strong debate for the fact that Maverick is not that cool of a character. Yeah, he is way more arrogant than he is cool. Every time every time he puts on his shades and he looks cool, he says something completely stupid and you don't like him anymore. Right. When other people are like, yeah, hey, man, you're dangerous. And he's like, yeah, I am. And we're and like, he's proud of it. Yeah. And we're like, hey, man, we're in class right now. That's not good. Like, you're whispering to your friend at the desk next to you, hoping the teacher doesn't catch you, and you think that you're too cool to be above safety rules? Guys, let's get it together. Right. I I mean, I guess there's points for this movie in the fact that Top Gun is a real place. Yes. And Navy pilots are for real amazing. Yeah, all the flight maneuvers in this movie are very cool, very impressive. And And they're done, they're all practical. And something else I think this movie does very well is 
I'm one of those people where seeing a, a fast cutting scene like when they do pilot stuff sometimes it's difficult for me to get perspective and for me to keep track of which plane is which and like what's actually happening and this movie does a good job at like breaking down what happened after the fact without making it feel like okay let's dumb it down for you guys that couldn't keep up like they explained this they explained the consequences of the scenes very well and like the cockpit dialogue is extremely digestible. It's not, yeah. there's not too many like sayings and naval slogans and terms that the average person wouldn't be able to follow. Definitely watch it with subtitles though, because there are enough to where you're like, I, I, I don't know what you're referencing exactly, but I recognize that word when we encountered something last. Right. I, yeah, I, I watch everything with subtitles. So that it's super important. Yes. Uh, um, I would. So Val Kilmer is in this movie. He plays Iceman, who is kind of Maverick's, who's Maverick's rival in this. Yeah. So the the motive for this movie is that the best flyer in every class gets gets the title of Top Gun for that class, and the only one better, quote unquote, than Maverick is Iceman. So there's this weird like point system that they keep track of, and. The after each training exercise, they're like, oh, Iceman has more points than Maverick. Maverick, you got to catch up. And so that's kind of the main tension of the movie is these two people who, in general, don't have a lot of conflict are rivaling with each other to be the top gun. Yeah, they don't like each other because Iceman thinks he's too dangerous and he doesn't like Iceman because, well, Iceman's better. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then... Maverick goes and has a relationship with a woman who turns out to be his instructor and they figure out a way for that to be okay, which is weird when it's happening. It's weird when it's happening in the moment as like the movie kind of wraps up their romance. You're kind of like, all right, fair enough. But there are definitely times where it's like, he is still a long ways from graduating. I mean, the movie also does a good job at like, there are instances where Charlie is like, here is my, like, I did not give you great marks on this training exercise. Like, we may be hitting it, we may be hitting it in the sheets, but, like, you could have done way better out there. Hitting it in the sheets, bro. As opposed but to yeah. hitting it in the streets, because that would be illegal. Right. Um, My favorite scene between them is the elevator scene. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff. And apparently that was filmed post-production, which is why she's wearing a baseball cap or whatever, but something about it just was dope. And it was one of those moments like, hey, what are we? Are we going to do this? Are we not going to do this? Do you even like me? Like, because she keeps turning him down, but she keeps saying nice things about him. Yes. And he's like, what is happening? I just rewatched Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. And a very similar thing happens there where Anakin is like, Padme, I love you. And Padme is like, we can't do this. But like, you're cute. But But we can't do this. But like you're cute and it happens for like 45 minutes in this movie yeah it's it's kind of annoying um scenes that don't make sense volleyball scene yeah everyone every when people reference top gun they reference the volleyball scene it is like in the top three things that are referenced about top gun i think it it's is, just eye candy it is yeah, ex- yeah that's exactly what it is it's just because it happens right before maverick goes on his date with charlie and Goose is kind of like, come on, man, we need one more game. Come on, let's show him who's boss. And Maverick's like, I can't. I have something better to do. And Goose takes it real personally. But it doesn't affect anybody's relationships. If that scene was taken out and you didn't know it was supposed to be there, wouldn't make any difference. Yeah. Just show him running late to meet up with Charlie. Yeah, it's whatever. But the thing is, this movie's full of iconic stuff. We can go down it. The, the lines and the quotes are everywhere. To the point where, like... I've been quoting it, and I've only seen this movie one other time. I didn't know I was quoting it. Yeah. Like, um, Tower, this is Ghost Rider requesting a flyby. And he goes, negative, Ghost Rider. The pattern is full. I've been saying that's a negative, Ghost Rider. I don't even know how many times. My entire life, that's from this movie. I feel the need, the need for speed, also from this movie. Uh, Your ego's writing checks that your body can't cash or something like that, from this movie. And if you screw up just as this much, you'll be flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. From this movie, lesser known. Um, there's you can be two, my wingman anytime. Yep, yeah. dude. It's this entire movie. It's very quotable. 
It's so quotable, you'd think it'd be better. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I'm going to say that less movies came out and this one was just the first one to do this thing. And guys just loved it. Yeah, because all the guys in this movie look so cool and they're doing cool things. Yeah. Right? And, yes. And, <laughs> Literally and, that. And Maverick hooks up with the coolest woman you've ever met. So it, it is stereotypical guy power fantasy. Like a bunch of dudes doing things that quote unquote only dudes can do. And, and we're going to break the rules the whole time and there's going to be little to no consequences. And I'm going to be rewarded for it in the end. You know, I'm a, I'm working outside the limits, but it, because <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm just like, because the flying is so cool, it makes everything else boring, but you can't have a movie that's just flying. Right. So this movie is kind of trapped between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very unfortunate because all the cool parts are flying. And anytime you're not flying, you're like, this is cool, but I wish we were flying. Now, I'm going to say he, I have one major rewrite for this movie. If we were to take this all the way back to the beginning, um, I would have done something completely different. And I'll tell you what that is in the spoiler section. So... If you want to skip the spoiler section, you can skip to this time code right here. Time code 2355. So here, here's what I would do. I wish this movie was about grief because the last act of this movie. Your movie is about grief. What? Southpaw. Southpaw. Yes. And so if Goose had died sooner in the movie and the movie was more about Maverick learning to fly despite his grief rather than him overcoming arrogance. I think that would have made a much more interesting character to watch and a much more sympathetic character to watch. Right. He doesn't feel like a real person. So when he does have this moment at the end where he's like, I think his death was my fault. I know I put him into this. You know, this is his death is on my hands. And, you know, he has like a five minute turnaround from that. He has a conversation from his CEO and a conversation from his girlfriend. And then he goes on a mission again. Yeah. But you also see him like not graduate with his class. You see him not be able to fly anymore. He gets yelled at by his new uh, co-pilot. It's a whole thing, but it's not enough. It's what? 15 minutes. Yeah. I think I think I think the end of the second act end of the beginning of the third act end of the second act and you're just like well this slows the movie down a lot this is when i took intermission yeah same Uh, it was like 25 minutes left in the movie i'm like i need to go run an errand this is the perfect time to stop and finish it when i come back right and when goose dies he was everyone's favorite character because he's kind of i don't want to call him aloof but he's he's very light-hearted he grounds maverick right and not only does he ground Maverick, he's just a likable guy. He's funny and he's got a family and it's it's just he's a cool guy. And he's like when he'll tell Maverick, hey, man, we're not buzzing. We shouldn't buzz the tower. Hey, Maverick, we should turn around. Hey, Maverick, just cover the wingman. You're his wingman. Go and cover him. And he doesn't listen. He doesn't give Maverick a hard time. He's like, you're the pilot. I'm trusting your instincts kind of thing. And you kind of respect him for it, even though it gets him killed. Yeah. Um, You do respect him for it. I... The, the one thing I didn't like about Goose's death is I, it happened during a training exercise, right? Yeah. That, I don't know, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it felt like the stakes were too low to have somebody die. I liked it. I also know the Navy did it on purpose um, because they didn't want people to think flying was unsafe. Because they were, what? I think the movie originally had them crashing into another plane in the training exercise and they just like, hey... Let's not make people think, because they were all flying Navy planes, real Navy planes on a real Navy base. And their stunt pilots were all real Navy pilots. And this movie is based off real Navy pilots and a real guy. Um, So I think they originally had them crashing in the air. um, And the Navy's like, no, we can't make it seem like training is that dangerous. So instead, we're going to have an ejection malfunction. Um, I'm glad it happened in training because it raised the stakes for something that was so low. Um, And it's because I think, there's not enough actual combat in this movie for it to make sense. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. There's combat at the very beginning and combat at the very end. So I think, and if you would have killed somebody in the beginning, we wouldn't have cared because we have just met, it, we'd have just met them. 
Yeah. And so I think this is the best way to do it. They killed the most likable character. Um, I don't know. I dig it. It's not perfect, but I think they did the best with what they had. What do you th- think about like the casting choices? You liked everybody? Yeah, I think there were too many old white guys. Like, yeah, and but this I is also the eighties in the navy. Yeah, I understand pilots. that's the military, but I think like the difference between Viper and the CEO that assigned him to Top Gun, and I think there was a third guy too. I'm like, there. Oh, I Joker. Cannot, yeah, I can't keep track of all these guys with white hair. And they it's, all have mustaches. Yeah. And they and Maverick gives all of them a hard time, and the, there's nothing discerning between the three of you. Right. So, I think they had one black guy in the entire class, and he wasn't even a pilot. Yeah. Uh, overall, I mean, like, yeah. So Val, if you look through the trivia on IMDb, something that said is that Val Kilmer just like straight up did not want to be in this movie, and it is. And then it gets a little more subjective. It says that this is Val Kilmer's most iconic role, which I would debate, but it's it's up there. It's, it's up top- there. In his IMDb top four, it's 100%. I'd say, you want to guess? I mean, I can pull it up and you can tell me. I'm going to say Batman. Okay. I'm going to say this movie. All right. After that, it gets dicey, dude. Well, Alex, I'm going to tell you right now, it's all wrong. Because it's The Doors, The Saint, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, and Heat. Yeah. <laughs> so. Whatever. I, and I would be curious to know why he was so apprehensive to do this movie because this movie isn't like offensive it's not bad like i think iceman is one of the best characters in this movie he he gives maverick a challenge without insulting him which i think is really cool you 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 get to a point where you side with iceman after a little bit yeah i didn't realize that the first time i watched this movie i'm like oh this guy's a bad guy now i'm watching it i'm like he's the most reasonable guy in the room most of the time there's a point where before they do the combat mission, he walks up to their CEO and he goes, hey, it's nothing personal against him, but are you sure that Maverick is in the best mind space to give me backup? And the CEO's like, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. And if he hadn't done that within earshot of Maverick, like, I, like that would have been the only bad thing he did. And that's also not, it's a reasonable concern because this reasonable guy has not concern. been able to shoot anybody down. So I, Val Kilmer definitely had my personal favorite in the character in the movie. So I, I would be interested to know why he didn't want to do it. Because um, honestly. I think he was like already a-, a star and Tom Cruise wasn't. Oh, okay. So he's like, I, I think it was more the role than the movie. Okay. Um, yeah. Very easy acting job on his part. <laughs> oh, dude. He knocked this out in a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Just show up, put on the suit and go for it. But I mean, it was going to be movie. a weekend where you're in a fake cockpit, but like you'll handle that. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I liked it. I would watch it again, but it's not going to change your life. I but. would have to watch it with someone who hasn't watched it before. Yeah. Like I wouldn't like if you and I were hanging out and we we're like, do you want to put on Top Gun? I'd be like, can we choose anything else? I'd be like, but we're going to be on our phones the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. It's also good because this is one of those movies that old people like. Like our parents and grandparents, everyone likes this movie. Everyone, Gen X. older than Gen X, even yeah. Gen X, probably older than Gen X, like boomers and up, they all love this movie. So I think this is one of those times where I'm like, you know, this movie isn't problematic and it's not bad. So I can watch this with you. Yeah. Um, but let's keep the like the old Clint Eastwood stuff to a minimum, you know? <laughs> yeah. So the new one comes out at the end of the month. And after watching this, I'm going to say, I don't know where a sequel comes from for this movie. I think it, it's him being an instructor, right? It's got to yeah. be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can't see him. I, I literally can't see it being anything else. And the movie does end with him saying that he wants to be a Top Gun instructor. So Right. Because he, uh, he almost aces people. Uh, aces five kills. He gets four in one combat mission. And they said, hey, we just spoke to command. You can go anywhere you want and do whatever you want. He goes, I think I might be an instructor at Top Gun. And so... I don't want to go so far as to say that this movie doesn't warrant a sequel. I'm of the mindset of let's reboot okay things and make them great. I think that bad things deserve a chance to be great. Um, But this one is just so middle of the road. And I think it's just a matter of this movie is just in general not for me. So watching the sequel for this, it would they would have to fight very hard for me to not feel the same way I feel about this one, which is I'm, not strongly in any direction. <laughs> I'm a fan of sequels <laughs> and not remakes. 
Sure. Um, because I can't. Pre- this movie is whether you like it or not. This movie is uh, iconic. Like people shape their personalities around this. People love this movie and reference it all the time. Um, and I'm glad we're not pretending like this movie didn't happen. But there's yes. a lot of movies when they're like, let's do it again, but this time different. And I that I can't get on board with. Unfortunately, um, there's a couple of members of the cast that aren't returning. Um, so that's kind of a that's that's kind of where you lose me. I and, honestly don't need as long as you have like one of the two main guys. I don't really care. But like, I mean, like, who would you who would you want to come back for this? I mean, if Tom they, Cruise, obviously. Tom, Tom Cruise. If you had Tom Cruise and or Val Kilmer, well, Tom Cruise, I think, has to happen. Right. And then yeah. and then Val and Val Kilmer, you're set. I don't care yeah. about it. I would else. say you have to get Val or Kelly McGillis. You have yeah. to get one of them. Mm-hmm. Everyone else. Because if you don't get optional. Kelly McGinnis, then you end up with one of those like, yeah, we split a long time ago. I don't like to talk about it. Yeah, and that's and it. I hate, <laughs> I hate it. And I know she's not in the next movie. Macy looked it up. Um, okay. She doesn't look like she used to, which is fair because this movie came out 30 some years, years ago. ago. <laughs> so, yeah, she doesn't look the same. So they're going to have to do something else. And this movie does not exist without a romantic interest. So that little awkwardness you referenced, it's going to be there and it's going to be annoying. Yeah, I think I need to give this movie a flat six. Um, I'll go 6.5. I can't. I mean, yeah, it's it's a 6.5 for me. It's middle of the road. It's not bad. And it's I would say it is good. I would you say this is like. There, there are lots of movies that when you take up movies as a hobby become required viewing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I would go so far as to say that this movie almost isn't on that list. It's not. I this movie is. There's two lists. There's I study movies and I want to learn about cinema. That's where you and get then, stuff like Schindler's List and and uh, Training Day and uh, Philadelphia. High dramas, Godfathers, stuff like that. And then there's movies that if I don't watch this, I'm going to go my entire life saying, oh my gosh, you haven't seen Top Gun? It's on that list. Yeah. There's a cultural mandate. Yeah. It's It's a dumb list. I'm on it for a couple things like Titanic and freaking, I think it applies more to shows than movies now but shows are such a commitment but i mean it's like what well, you haven't watched game of thrones you haven't watched uh i don't know breaking bad and i'm like yeah i get or the sopranos or the wire or stranger things you're like i get they're good but who has the time it's movies is hard because a lot of the people bullying you it's for bullying you for stuff that came out 30 years ago yeah, like, you haven't sorry, seen Snakes on a Plane? Bro, <laughs> what? Who's got the time? Princess Bride, you haven't seen that? I'm like, hey, man, people. when people from that movie start dying, you're no longer obligated to watch it. Which happened very quickly because Andre the Giant was not a healthy man. <laughs> right. So that's my thing is I'm like, come on, man. I, I get it, but this is definitely on the bully list and not the required viewing list. All right. Well, let's welcome back our non-movie listeners, which is something we haven't done in a while. And Do you know, I, I respect these people, though, because they know that on the other side of our movie conversation, they're like, I'm just going to hear two dudes talking. <laughs> yeah. Nothing special about this podcast, just two dudes talking. Right. Which is um, a great thing to call this segment. I had a very, like... I'm getting old and I don't like it. Or like I can feel my body aging, mm-hmm. which is I had McDonald's for the first time in a few months and it right. actively rocked me to my core. <laughs> Good grief. Because you hear a lot of people that are like, yeah, I, I used to eat McDonald's every day, but I stopped for a little while and now it just makes me sick. And you're like, it's McDonald's. Like it's not going to feel great, but at the end of the day, like it's good enough to warrant it. And then today I got home, I ate my McDonald's, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, oh no. This, this is what that feels like. Is this there is what that feels like. one place that comes to your mind when you think of, oh, this food doesn't agree with anybody? Not particular. I mean, like, wa- you get to, like, the Waffle Houses. Yeah. Um, 
most 24 hour things you have to you have to understand you are taking a gamble right my go-to for that is taco bell yeah but taco bell is one of those things where people sign up for it knowing that well when you know it's like the mascot for drunks and stoners yes which is i guess a reputation it's a it's a reputation, and I guess it works when it keeps you in business. Like you can't afford to be picky when they're your business model. You know? Yes. It's like yeah, I'm sure Blue Chew doesn't feel great about it, and Viagra. I'm sure the company that makes them would like to be known for other things than Viagra, <laughs> but it pays the bills. You know. So I just like weird little fun body stuff like that is is always interesting where. I remember I used to be the kid that could put both of my legs behind my head. And I remember being in middle school and being like, all right, that's the last time I'm doing that. That one didn't feel good. Do you know what I think about all the time? What's up? Is there is an age where people get where they never jump again. I have not seen either one of my parents jump in 15 years. I've seen my dad. I know. Kind of like when I like climb over a fence which is, is probably the closest which I've... requires a hop about halfway through yeah so that might be it and like not one of those like chain link fences i mean like a fence that just like comes up to your hip yeah um that's probably the i mean i walk with kind of like a skip in my step sometimes but i'm talking so... like jumping for fun because kids do fun. it non-stop like hopscotch and jumping rope um trying to jump like dunk and yeah just kids talk about like getting midair and adults get to an age where they just don't jump anymore kids in college or at least our generation will do like the um jump midair to get that high school musical pose for for a photo Mm -hmm. uh that that's something that comes to mind where like that would be a good justification for me to jump right now if you were like give me a high school musical jump then like done easy but also jumping into a pool parents will Step into a pool, uh, like a pool or climb in, but they don't jump into a pool, you know? Yeah. I'm, I also also used to be like a jump in bed kind of guy. Yeah. And so now I'm not so much jump in bed, but what I will do is I'll like lean myself forward until I get enough momentum and then just kind of like spring myself that extra like six inches I need to keep my feet from dangling off the bed. Right. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I just don't want to ever stop jumping, you know? that That's a quote right there. That's something you put on a, on a bad t-shirt. Don't stop jumping. Because yeah. it's, 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 for me, that's a big sign of age, is like not jumping. Because like one of those things I'm like, it's, for me, that's the equivalent of like not being able to get up fast. Because yes. old people talk about that all the time. It's like once I sit down, I'm not getting up. I'm like, <laughs> why? It's Come on. Come on, man. Like what? Once I get down here, like when people like sit on the floor, be like, once I get down here, you might have to help me get back up. I'm like, come on, man. Or the, the all the jokes about your joints. And I'm like, yeah, my I don't joints want that are, ever to be me. My joints are definitely not good. When I have to sit on the floor for work, I definitely think like it's a process where I'm like, okay, now I have to stand up from the floor. It's not a difficult process, but it's something that I have to actively think about when I do it. Yeah, I just don't want that to be me. There's a, there's a list of things I'm like, oh, this is a sign of aging. How do you keep up with the slang in terms of teenagers? Um, TikTok is the big one. Mm-hmm. And I have teenage coworkers. So yeah. that's kind of my two I, big influences. My, I would prefer to get it from the source, right? I want them to say it around me and for me to pick it up naturally. Doing research is annoying. But like I had people at work ask me, old slang like this is slang from like two or three years ago like they asked me what down bad meant and what a simp was and i'm like bro we're you're too far behind yeah why do i even why, why would i clue you in this is like people who just found out what flossing was you know i have a coworker who's only like four years older than me refer to like merch as or like a like a free do they call it swag yeah they called it swag and i and i straight up told him hey man we haven't said that in years. You should know this. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's just like you need to find ways to keep you young. Because that's another thing. I don't want to be the old guy who's like kids these days using all these words that I don't understand. 
get with it, bro. I it, d- yeah. it's 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 easy. You just have to. There's there's ways to do it, and I'm just trying to find out what your preferred way. You just the, like you said, the easiest way is to have a source, right? And if you have a source I, that is genuinely like willing to fill you in, because sometimes you could be like, oh. What does on fleek mean? And someone rolls their eyes and like, we haven't said that since 2016. But if you have someone that's like, we don't really say that anymore, but let me tell you what it means anyway. Like those are the kind of people you want to be around. I feel like high school teachers, especially arts teachers are really like, they have that connection to where an arts teacher can be like, this happened to us where they were like, what does hella mean? And we're like, oh, sit down. You're about to have a lesson. Right. But I also don't need, I don't think I need anyone to explain it to me. I need to hear how it's used. Yes. Because for me, like by the time I'm going on Urban Dictionary and looking it up, it's too late. I for want people part. to say it around me. And because once you hear it, you know it's relevant. The problem is, is, is if you heard it on television, it's already too late. I remember when like the damn Daniel thing. Oh, or in yeah. the what are those was out. I'm like, oh, this is three years too old, bro. It in, just in made Black it to Panther? TV. Yeah. I'm like, what what's going on? And I remember in like Glee stuff would happen. I'm like, oh, that was two years ago. Get younger writers. I'm trying to remember. I just watched a movie where somebody flossed and I was like, gang, like we're not dabbing. doing this anymore. It's just like, what are we doing? Um. And I get another thing is I get that it's a good way to show that someone's old in a movie. However, it has no staying power. It's relevant for when the movie comes out. And that's it. I think I remember the first character like that that was, you know, actively behind on teenage culture was the teacher from Danny Phantom. I don't know if that's Mm. too obscure a poll. Too obscure. Um, Yeah, I just very much kind of like also... I'm I'm I almost believe that no one ever said hip and people only say hip to show that they are old. Right. Like exactly. It's literally it. And it's it's annoying. And the th- I read a while ago that the only word that has meant cool for a long period of time is the word cool. Yeah. Everything else has changed. We've had dope. We had a time where it was beast. And this goes back to what you were saying kind of before. And like if you hear something chances are you're going to know what it means because slang replaces about the same six words every year. Yeah. It's always bad thing. Good thing. Sexy thing. Sexy thing. Yup. Remember zaddy. Yep. Oh, dude, I feel sick for saying it out loud. <laughs> um, like, uh, no kidding. There's like one of those words. And then just like an insult. Yeah. And then there's like usually an exclamation. And I, and some words do have staying power, like uh, like thirsty. I mean, thirsty kind of got replaced with down bad, but for the most part, you can use thirsty, and no one's gonna call you out on that. Also, there's old words that we all know are old words, but they're still good. Like yes. um, when someone says something sick, yeah. it's it's fine. The what thing is is you can say that's sick, but you can't say something is ill. Because that's oh. early 2000s. Oh, that one what are you, Lil Wayne? Oh. You say something's ill? Oh, God. And I think I'm still plugged in enough to where I'm, you know, I have bad recall. So, like, if you asked me what the modern words were, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But, like, I know, like, I'm not confused when I see stuff. Well, I mean, there's, like, elite, which is annoying, but I get that it's popular. Oh, my God. So this is going to be a little bit of a pivot. I am you saying elite reminds me of that period of time in like, I don't know, 2018, I think it was where everybody was chomping at the bit to have Supreme style. Yeah, that that one hurt because it was the most clear example of brand, not quality, mm-hmm. because all the shirts were just like white with the Supreme logo on it. Or camo with the Supreme logo on it. And it's like, these don't look good. It's not. And like, even if you don't, even if you want to say it's not an interesting design, I don't care. It's not an interesting design. I care that it just, it doesn't look good. It looks like an iron pressed logo on a shirt. Right. So when it comes to this, when we're talking in terms of aging, is it better to have a person who dresses? So like, we're all going to dress like 
how we dressed college age. Like out of high school, when you first get access to a little bit of money, you dress a certain way. Or maybe it's your first job and you can buy your own clothes, you dress a certain way. Usually you take that, your hairstyle, and you take it with you for, for a while. Yes. A lot of people think you should dress your age, but I think there is a lot of merit in keeping it young. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot about style in general that doesn't change. Like, for the most part, you know, um, a slack button-up and coat, an open coat, will always look good. It just always will. I think, but the thing is the fit changes. So some people, like now, it's trendy to have a shorter pant leg. But back in the 90s, everything was big and baggy. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with either. Um, just as long as you know what you're doing, as long it, it, it should be a choice of I'm going to stay in my comfort zone or I want to keep up. I like people who look good for their age. I don't like people act not acting their age. Like I love him to death, but Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx would seriously benefit from going bald. <laughs> I watched refuses. this. I watched this video on TikTok the other day. Um, it was is about. Uh, it was made from uh, a Chinese TikTok creator, and she was talking about how she doesn't understand how so many American celebrities are okay with going bald because it is more in the culture in China to when you are going bald and you are a celebrity to get hair implants and go mm-hmm. the opposite direction. Meanwhile, in America, you have the rock and Vin Diesel and everyone like that. Just like, Stay Oh, thumb. starting to lose it. Let's just get rid of it. Cause I think it's a maintenance thing. And yeah. two, I think there's people like George Clooney who haven't lost their hair and it's white or gray. And it looks amazing. There's people like uh, Morgan Freeman who have, they're just, it's white and gray. Steve Carell. Yeah. It's like silver foxes and then genuine old people like Michael Caine and stuff. And then there's people who like, yeah, I would grow out my hair and be a silver fox if I had the hair. And they're not doing that. However, I would say being bald is just a masculine thing because the more testosterone I have, a lot of times you'll lose your hair earlier. So all these guys are on freaking steroids anyway. So they're losing hair <laughs> fast. They're I, on they're on test. So like it makes sense that they're losing hair. Um, I'm going to do a hard pivot. Send All it. right. I was having this conversation at work the other day and I didn't think it was weird, but they were talking about it like it was weird. Um, Domino's changed one of their pricings. Here's the thing. I understand inflation is natural. Inflation, I don't mind. Little Caesars, yes. their $5 pizzas went to five fifty five. I literally could not care less. Mm-hmm. And so Domino's has this mix and match two for five ninety nine each, right? Yes. Except... They changed it to two for six ninety nine each. And I'm like, well, that's kind of a bummer because I'm ordering two things. So I know this is such a small problem, but I'm paying $2 more for what I got for less beforehand. Right. And, and the wild thing about that is it's only six ninety nine if you're getting delivery. If it's carry out, it's five ninety nine still. And Domino's has been doing this thing a lot. They really don't want to use their delivery drivers. And almost to a point where it's suspicious. Have you seen the ads for we pay you to carry out? And that's and the like, second thing, right? Uh, first of all, you're not. I'm paying you. You're charging me less. And here's how that works. Because they still charge you the full amount. What they do is they give you a $3 coupon that you have to use with within the week of you getting it. So you have to order Domino's again within the next seven days and apply that coupon, which I think can't be stacked with like un- various other coupons. So like it, it's really a null deal at the end of the day. Bro, imagine having to record that as income and get a freaking 1099 form for your taxes. <laughs> if, if if Domino's legitimately like handed you $3 and you go there like three or four times, you're like, well, I'm in the du- double digits. I may as well declare this. Yeah. And at the end of the year, they send you a freaking W2. And you're like, wait, what? It's freaking whack, bro. And How'd I'm, you get I'm my social it. security number? Right. Um, I think Papa John's has a $7.99 deal. Just pay for a real pizza at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? 
it's so annoying that people are copying dominoes. And I'm like, we all know what you're doing. It's also the same thing, like two for seven ninety nine, Or you have it, to get one pizza, which is going to cost you $15. I think Papa John's, this is, this is just str- straight up slander and I'm okay with it. Um, I think Papa John's is the biggest pizza chain where if you say this is my go-to chain, I respect you less for it. So I had Papa John's on Sunday because okay. I, of the three, the big three, and I guess you could throw Little Caesars in there as four. Um, it's not last, but it's not first. It's, yes. It's uh, Domino's is number one for every rational human being, right? Yeah. Um, and then usually last is Little Caesars or Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. usually um but papa john's is always two or three and i had it because i'm like i just gotta know what this is like pizza slaps the, bro it's good I, I do the same thing where like every year or two i'm like i haven't had papa john's in a while i need to check in and see how they're doing yeah and i think the thing is papa john's just doesn't have anything special about them like they have shack i guess oh but they also have the pepperino peppers pepperino peppers whatever and the garlic complimentary everywhere yeah. else you have to pay for it i'm not big on the garlic sauce though oh like that's not a selling point for gosh me. bro because here's the thing domino's practically makes it with garlic sauce infused in it's, the crust it's different bro the dip versus the drip listen bro i've been a dip in my whole life okay the people who put like ketchup on their fries versus dipping their fries psychos the people who like put cheese on their pretzels Versus dipping the pretzel in cheese. Psychos. I'm a dipper, bro. Dip in barbecue sauce. Chicken tenders. Don't freaking pour it on there. So I've yeah. been a dipper my whole life. Um, It's crust. Is, it slaps. It's right up there with Domino's. I think Domino's beats it every time because it's always cheaper. Domino's is always cheaper. So I'm and, like, I don't know what to tell you. And I'll just say Pizza Hut just sucks. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't had Pizza Hut in a while. So I can't remember. But I do know. Until recently, they were only with stuffed crust. Now, Big John, Papa John's. Big John? Big John. Where did that come from? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Has also gotten in the stuffed crust game. But I was not about to freaking risk it for whatever, <laughs> $16 or whatever I was going to have to pay. Yeah. Papa John's is more expensive. Domino's is always number one. That's but the I'm, thing about stuffed crust in general is it's like, hey, here's $8 for a normal pizza. If you want stuffed crust, that's $400,000. Right. And I get it. It's freaking breadsticks in your pizza. It's amazing. And I love it. Um, I will say my favorite pizza is a meat lovers, which is already a specialty pizza. So it's already going to be expensive. So I, I can't, I can't get both. So I will say I've tried getting more mom and pop pizzas recently. Yeah. And it beats the chains every time. I've never had a pizza not beat a chain. So we have had a a problem where Virginia pizza does not stack up to Michigan pizza, like hand over fist. Um, Michigan pizza is just way better. Uh, Interesting. Recently, there there was one pizza place that was like good enough, but then they totaled my brother's car. So I kind of stopped caring about that. Yeah, that's fair. Um. And then recently I found a place uh, where I live now that's like nice. It's like a, a genuinely good pizza place. The only problem is it's like it's a sit-in vibe. So like mm-hmm. I've gone there with my parents for lunch, not a I'm going to order them for, right. for dinner. And the pizzas are only personal sized. So it's a 10-inch oh, pizza and that's it. That's unacceptable. So it's a really good pizza. I'm just like, hey, can you just double this for me real quick? Yeah, I will say – um. I'll carry out. I'm never eating in at a pizza place unless there's a party of us. Yes. I'm talking like five or six people or more. Um, but Especially, otherwise, I'll, just, I'll get it and take it out. Yes. Because, yeah, it's just – and no pizza place has a great indoors. Our local pizza place back, you know, back in our hometown, that was an exception, I would say. I really liked that, like, restaurant. The only pro- – oh, my God. Just – war flashbacks of that place being you know line out the door at a random thursday on a cold winter tuesday yep but i mean like another thing is about pizza is everybody loves it everybody loves pizza do you remember meeting the first person that didn't yeah the people who are like i don't like cheese and i'm like (laughs) i didn't even know that was an option i had met people who like (laughs) didn't like milk 
they're like, I like milk with stuff, but I can't have milk by myself. I also met, there's a lot of people who just like, don't like ketchup. And I'm like, well, that's weird. I don't like ketchup. Yeah. That's, it's weird. A lot of people don't like tomatoes, but like ketchup. And a lot of people don't like ketchup, but like tomatoes. So I heard that stuff before. The first time I met a person who's like, I don't like cheese. I'm like, what about mac and cheese? I like, I don't like it. What about pizza? I don't like it. I just, I have to order pizza without cheese or I, I just love- don't eat pizza. And I'm like, <laughs> that what? is, that is the reaction that is a very, I would say, a very American reaction from what I understand of, here is simple statement about X. And then the response is, but what about direct contradiction to X? And what about a second direct contradiction to X? Because like, what, what's annoying is the people who are like, just say it up front. Because there are people who say, I don't like seafood. And you're like, what? And I'm like, what about lobster? And they're like, well, I don't like that. I immediately after I say that, I say lobster or crab, I immediately go to fish. Because there are people who say, I don't like seafood, but I like fish. I'm like, mother, that's <laughs> okay, that seafood. One's that one's valid. That's seafood. You don't like shellfish, you moron. You like seafood. You don't like shellfish. Or when people say, like, I don't like meat. Ex- just oh, just before I say anything, say accept. Because when you do that, it means I have weighed all the options, and this is the only one not worthy. And I, I the question stops. The, maybe the question after that will be like, how did you find out? When's the last time you had it? Right. But like, if I ask you follow-up questions, it, you better hold true, bro. Cause if I find a weakness, I'm going to gun you down. All right. So I, I kind of <laughs> want to start wrapping this up. I don't want to say wrap this up cause yeah. um, I want to move into the free balling segment and I, I have just a few things to talk about, but I have a lot to say about them. Sweet. So, um, the first thing I did I want to talk about is I played the new Life is Strange game. Okay. Uh, it came out on Game Pass, so obviously I played it. And I have been very public about my distaste for Life is Strange. Um, they had two seasons, and after the first season, they had a prequel season. All three of them are very much... They have the feel of suits in a boardroom writing how they think teenagers talk. Oh, you know? no. And so... People revered these games. People love Life is Strange. If you walk into, like, if you, there are a lot of people where if you say, I think Life is Strange is poorly written, you will get death threats. Um, So I played it. I played all of the Life is Strange games almost out of irony to a point because I'm like, I don't like these, but they're easy achievements. And I just like, I, it, it's like watching a train crash. You, you just got to watch it. Um, life is strange. True colors. However, was a genuinely good experience. And I went in as neutral as possible. Like a lot of people worked hard on this story. I want to give it a fair shake. And I was pleasantly surprised. It's also the first game that didn't do episodes in the series. They did, uh, they just released it all in one big chunk and it was separated into five chapters. I will say, I'm glad I didn't pay full price for it because it's only like an eight hour experience. And if I paid $60 for that, I would be a little salty. Yeah, Uh, that's fair. And I, I streamed the first chapter of it. I didn't stream the rest of it because it's a very music centric game. And I turned off copyrighted music. Uh, they didn't replace the copyrighted music with anything else. It's just silent. So there's just these long drawn out camera pans of just meadows or a bridge. And it's just like, there's obviously something is supposed to be playing here and it isn't. And that made the experience not fun, but overall storytelling, cool characters, genuinely interesting. That was always my biggest complaint about life is strange is, uh, the characters suck, but the characters were really cool in this one. I like them. I like them a lot. That being said, it did the WandaVision thing, which is you had four, Really great episodes are like 80% of the story is super good. Yes. You, you reveal the big plot twist. Here is, here's the guy. Here is the person stabbing you in the back. Chapter ends. Next chapter starts with 50 minutes of them showing us stuff they've already told us. Right. Here's how we got here, but from a different perspective now that you have new knowledge. So like, in WandaVision, you know, you just see a lot of points of trauma that we already know about. 
And in Life is Strange, the same thing happened. Beginning of the chapter, I'm ready to get in. I want this plot to unfold. But it doesn't unfold for like 45 minutes because it's like, oh, here's our parents or like here's my mom dying of cancer here's us going through a foster home here's you know a fight we had with my dad and i'm like i already know all this stuff happened you told me about this stuff i don't need to see it again so i've never had a story just absolutely kill its own momentum so (laughs) just so intensely than life is strange true colors which is such a bummer because it's a really cool story except for this one little nugget yeah, you know, that's a fair point. So did you play this purely because it's a cultural phenomenon? Kind of, yeah. Okay, so you just said, I know I'm probably not going to enjoy this, but give the people what they want. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, So I watched The Batman, the new one, and um, it's good. I liked it. I know a lot of people didn't. I love long movies, and it's a long movie. It's a really long movie. Yeah, I didn't care that this movie, I did not care the fact that this movie was three hours was not a knock for it for me. Yeah. I prefer three hour movies um, when I know I'm going to enjoy them. And this one was good. I will say it's not a Batman movie. It's a movie with Batman in it, but it's not a Batman movie. Um, and the, dis- the, uh, there's a, there's a word I'm looking for. Discern just the difference, the distinction. Yes. The distinction would be, it's way more detective than it is anything. It's more murder mystery than is Batman. I can count on one hand the amount of Batman scenes there are, and they're evident. It's the, let's show you a new gadget. It's the, let's do a car chase. Let's beat up some bad guys. That does not happen a lot. There's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of relationship. There's a lot of tracking it down. There's a lot of solving riddles. The acting is good. The costumes are cool. The envi- the world building is fire. It's too obviously New York, I will say that. It's way, it's too real in the fact that we have, it's grounded in a real place that we all are familiar with. Like when you see Times Square and I'm like, I know this is Gotham, but come on. Um, it's it's going to be no one's favorite Batman movie. It's, it's not, it doesn't touch the Christopher Nolan greats, but it's not bad. I would watch it again 100%. So here's where... I I I know. I I think this very much is a Batman movie to say that this doesn't it's a a movie with Batman is it in it. I think that's a really cold take. Um because Batman has always been part detective. You know, his title I would is say the world's greatest detective. This, is, this movie is very similar to like the Arkham video games. Yeah, and so I but would like, say But like as far as all the movies we've seen up to this movie is like no other Batman movie. Yeah, it's a it's a different Batman movie. But to say that it's not a Batman movie, that's a wild thing to say. Uh, then it's a, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just a hot take guy. And for me, it's just like when it's, it's different than the bunch of movies that came before it. It's not that thing. Like when I see a Bond movie, that's not like the thirty Bond movies before it. It might on paper be a Bond movie because it has James Bond and a villain in it. But I don't want to say stick to the script because I enjoyed the movie. It's just not going to be iconic. It's not going down in history for anything. So here, here's what I'm going to say is I would I would agree that like maybe the Nolan stuff is based more in the Batman comics, whereas Matt Reeves's Batman is in more grounded in detective comics, which Batman yes. also headlines. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just more of like a do you want you know, the Batman title comic, or do you want the detective comics title that Batman also stars in? Right. And I, I loved it, but it's not what I was expecting. And it's not my favorite. I would watch it again. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Yeah. That's about what I gave it to. Yeah, uh, it it's, it's got, I would say some of the prettiest shots you've ever seen in a, in the Batman's yeah. world. It's gorgeous. It's just slow. Dialogue heavy, and it's very, 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 very dark. And by dark, I don't mean gloom, like gritty theme and gritty. Although it is that, um, I mean it's hard to see stuff. (laughs) Um, Colin Farrell, I think, stole the show. Uh, I I don't. I was. I was hoping for more. He wasn't in enough of it. That's what I agree. That that's like Colin Farrell is so good in it. I. He's getting his own spinoff, which is good. He deserves it. I just 100%. wish he was also in more of this. I wish he was in more of it. I will say I liked every bad guy in it, which oh, is just him and the Riddler oh. and Falcone. This, I liked all of it. The, here's my thing. 
I hated this Riddler. I hated it because he came across as way too much of like a 2012 just picked up a guy fox mask doesn't understand what v for vendetta is actually about edgelord he has yeah. such edgelord vibes it made me hate him in not a villain way but in a i just want to punch you in the smug face kind of way i think this movie suffers from the joker syndrome where we're starting to make these villains too real where now every villain batman faces is going to be a mental patient and yes. I need a bad guy because I don't want to feel like, oh, Batman's whooping on a domestic terrorist who just has a severe, severe mental disability. I, I want a, I am a bad guy. I know what I'm doing is bad and I don't care. And it's not because I went through trauma. It's because I want to do bad things to people. I'm just like this. Yeah, and I want that because I'm sick and tired of having to be feel bad for people, kind of. So here's what I'm going to say. I think that as a culture, we need to stop comparing Batman movies because Batman movies can be so many things. The fact that the Adam West Batman and the Val Kilmer Batman exist in the same timeline or like exists on the same planet, the same Earth as the dark Knight and the Batman like Batman movies can be anything. So we need to stop comparing them to one another. And that goes for both the, the people that consume the films and the people that make the films. Stop trying to be a different Batman movie, make your own Batman movie. And when you watch a Batman movie, don't expect it to be a different Batman movie. Expect it to be the Batman movie you're watching. Yeah. But it's impossible to go in. I don't watch trailers, and it's impossible to go in without expectations. Everyone goes in with expectations. You only know what you've seen. It's hard to come up with original ideas. The trailers just portray what sells. They don't even portray what the movie is. They're just like, how do we get butts and seats? Um, I mean, it didn't stop me from liking it. And yeah. it, when I watched The Dark Knight, it didn't stop me from liking the, you know, all their Batman movies, like with Clooney and all them in it. Ooh, that was a weird one to pull. <laughs> freaking I'll, I'll bring up Clooney any chance I get the dude's a freaking stud um now I saw some other movies okay like old the M. Oh, Night Shyamalan movie okay a lot of people didn't like that movie it's a good movie and I'm it's I don't know what to tell you it's it's good have you seen it no I have no intention of um you know what it's about yeah the beach makes you old the beach makes you old that's all you need to know <laughs> so essentially what happens is a bunch of families go to a beach on an exclusive resort and they say, Hey, this beach is fire. And then you quickly realize that you age on the beach about a year, every 30 minutes. I just remember hearing about like this really weird pregnancy character arc that happened. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to get into that. It wasn't as crazy as a lot of people. A lot of people will say that and be like, that's not crazy, but also watch horror movies where people are losing their limbs and have to like bite off fingers to survive that kind of stuff. And this was like, first of all, you don't see it and it's not, it's not, I didn't think it was that weird. It's really not the, a lot of it. It's an M night Shyamalan movie, bro. <laughs> we saw, we saw split. Okay. So let's, let's not pretend that that wasn't weird. It was a good movie and I stand by it. I can't spoil it. Um, but people die. <laughs> okay. I, I um, imagined. Yeah. A lot of people. Um, it's, it's good. I would say it's a, it's a seven. Okay. Maybe a seven. I'll say it's seven, two, five, seven and a quarter. So I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay. Which a lot of people are saying is like a perfect movie, easy movie of the year contender. Mm-hmm. That's maybe putting it on a little thick. <laughs> so a lot of people are like, go in knowing as little as possible. That's not true. It's a multiverse movie and it's about a woman who learns that she can get skills from other multiversal versions of herself and uses that to contain a chaos that is trying to destroy the multiverse. So I'm going to say it right now, I'm going to say what every person in America is thinking. Sick and tired of multiverses. It's been around for a very short amount of time already over it. I I love multiverses. I'm down to with it. It's just the trendy thing now. It's like, it's what time travel was. It's what, um, space movies were it's what um your vampire werewolf stuff is it's just like this is what people have seen and i'm over it bro 
But it's as so long annoying. as it stays creative, I'm okay with it. And this movie does. Like, it's just re- we're all reusing devices. I think we're quickly hey, going to get to the point where now. Have you met movies before? Alex, have you met movies before? No, but cause, no, because here's the thing. Before Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, also sick and tired of Please tell me in the movie they didn't call it a multiverse. They called it something different. No, they call it a multiverse. See, I'm freaking sick. That's not okay. That's not okay. My man, we've been doing multiverses for decades. But I'm saying like Spider-Verse, right? Started this trend. And then MCU capitalized on it. And now other people are like, that's what we're doing. And I am disgusted with it. Like this whole dystopian teen drama that we went through. I thought when we got through that, I'm like, okay, I think we're good. And then we went through a huge coming of age weird thing and i think it's peaking with euphoria and riverdale and i'm like okay and i'm just uh, i'm not gonna see this movie now that you've told me that i'm sure it's great i will watch it in five to ten years when the multiverse has gone away okay well anyway this movie was good um (laughs) it's super creative it's one of these movies where it it is so creative that when it is not being creative it feels boring like the uh, every moment of normalcy, I'm like, why are we not doing something more interesting? I know you have it in you. So there are some scenes, specifically some action scenes that are almost perfect. Like if I could isolate these um, action scenes, I'd be like, this is what I want in terms of style for almost every movie ever. And then you just have just some normal movie scenes and like you need that. But. At a certain point, I was just like, all right, let's get back to the fun stuff. And hey, also, Greg, I got yeah. a hot take. Actually, it's not even a hot take. It's just a take that any normal person would have. How much of this movie is a good movie and how much of this movie is a good movie because it fits the, what you like in movies? I don't know. Um, I, I don't like, know. I, don't I think can I admit can... Southpaw, not a great movie, but it fits everything I like in movies. I think this movie is very well done all around the edges. So, like, if you like... I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think there is a certain element of know what the themes are, but, you know, I don't want to tell you the details of it. So, like, it's a good movie. I think most people should watch it. Um, And whether or not you fit into that most people, I think you kind of just have to watch the movie and then you find out too late. Um, This movie also struggled with pacing um, because the last 20 minutes of the movie we had kind of already resolved the problem. We just needed the movie to finish resolving it. Oh. And so it was still cool and fun. And those last 20 minutes played out in, I would say, a unique way. It just took a really long time to do it. So I give this like a high 7, like a 7.75. Okay. Um, there are some things that I would tighten up and some things that I would kind of like play with a little bit but overall like really good we didn't get this movie at first and i was really bummed about it because i was hearing almost perfect things about it and so when we finally did get it it was i was genuinely happy and i'm glad i saw it um i do recommend it if you are able to see it greg i watched the french dispatch okay so here's the thing i'm not a wes anderson guy because he is the modern poster boy for film yeah i didn't know that Oh, you! Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I watched the first <laughs> 15 minutes with my wife, Macy. She was on her phone the entire time, had no idea what was going on. I was watching the show the entire time, had no idea what was going on. So then I realized this is going to be a solo movie. It's going to be me, Alex, watching it by myself, probably with drink in hand, trying to get through it. And let me tell you, this is one of the most visually beautiful movies I've ever seen. Yeah, because uh, Wes Anderson, his style is like symmetrical shots. Yes. Very like center of frame, you know, idealized colors, stuff like that. It is visually incredible. I loved it. I will say the dialogue, I've never had to look up so many words in the dictionary in my entire life. <laughs> I, it was just a writer's eloquent circle jerk. And it was so annoying. The dialogue, by the way, was necessary in maybe two vignettes. And How many rest, are there? Couldn't tell you. A lot. I, I could. I'm not going to give myself the energy spent on it. It doesn't matter. Um, this movie is two hours long. And only watch it when you're drunk, high, or a film student. Okay. With that being said, I'm going to give it a five. 
I have, I can count also on one hand, the amount of movies I've watched where I figured I'm either A, not smart enough for this, or B, this movie's bad, and then this feels like a little bit of both. Um, I know this movie has flaws. I don't know if I'm just not smart enough to get it. I don't know if I just, I think I just don't get this movie. Because a couple of times you've watched a movie and you're like, I get it. I know what they were trying to do. I just don't like how they did it. Yeah. This movie might just be over my head. I think I'm missing something. I'm thinking I'm missing a lot of things, actually. So I'm going to give it a five. Super neutral. But I don't I don't know, man. I, I was lost. Well, uh, I think that brings us to the end of this casual episode. Oh, Craig, we have a momentous occasion to talk about. We do? I finished season eight of The Blacklist. The last full season out right now. Okay. Um, That's all that's on Netflix. The rest of it's on Paramount. And Paramount only carries the five most recent episodes. Oh, wow. So I can't watch it until the whole season's out. And I feel like a breath of fresh air. (laughs) The show is so bad. And they ended season eight on a cliffhanger. That's supposed to make you feel something. It did not make me feel anything. This movie, (laughs) I'm just, I've been out of it for like three or four seasons. That's 80 episodes. I've wanted this to be over. And it's finally, I've got a break. And now I'm watching Killing Eve on Hulu. And it's dope. So I'm loving my life right now. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Well, I think that's it for us today. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mom I said hi. See you next week. Deuces.